0: What does it mean to be magic? And who even is she? I'm your host, Jaden. I'm your guide on this wild ride, and I am armed with just enough knowledge to spark some serious magic. Being magic is all about leaning in to what makes you extraordinary. Finding the unique way that you're meant to show up in this world. Taking what seems ordinary and making it shiny. She is you, she is me, she is her at every phase and in every part of the journey. Girl, we're in this together. Welcome back to the She Is Magic podcast. I am so glad that you are tuning in today. I hope that you've had the best week. I hope that it has been Full of moments that were magical, and that you actually took the time to recognize that there was magic in the moment, even in the weeks that are hard. I hope that you're being present enough to also see the little pieces of good that happen, even when you're in the struggle. I wanted to talk today a little bit about being present. I had some friends over on Saturday, no, Sunday, and we spent the afternoon together, we barbecued, we hung out, just chatted, everybody's doing their thing. And when my friend left, she sent me a message and she said, thank you so much for having us. We had so much fun. Um, I was just talking about how I rarely look at my phone when I'm with you and it's so nice. And I started thinking about that. I started kind of processing that idea a little bit of why is it that when she's with me, per se, or in certain environments, she's able to put her phone down? Because I feel the same way. There's certain groups that I'm in that I literally just don't look at my phone. And we live in this, this world or this you know, space where our phones have become so addictive. They're like attached to us. I don't know about you, but I know that there has been days that I have had my phone in my hand and scrolled. I don't, I mean, mindlessly, right? And I'm watching a show on TV or something and I set my phone down. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, I have my phone in my hand again. Not for a reason, not for a purpose. And I don't even know why I'm looking at whatever it is that I have pulled up and how easy it is for our phones to absorb us. You know, you look around, you go to dinner, and you see people sitting at the table, and they're sitting together and scrolling through their phones. Now, I'm not saying it's not a quick, let me show you something, or, but literally, I don't know that they have a conversation. I've gone to dinner with you know, my boyfriend before and had us pull our phones out and been like, what are we doing? Put your phone down. Like it's just a habit sometimes to grab that phone and something pops in your brain and you're like, Ooh, I'm going to go look that up. Rather than maybe just being present in this moment and worry about looking that up later. It's not a quick, let me make a note. So I remember to look this up later. Literally you sit together while that person looks up whatever comes into their brain rather than being present with the person that they are spending time with. I have seen it when I'm with my friends. I've seen it in so many different elements. I've seen it where people, you know, can't even disconnect from their phones at the gym, I'm guilty where I, instead of being present, I grab my phone and I kind of do something in between sets so I keep myself distracted rather than just like sitting in my moment. And so when my friend sent me this message about how she feels like she never looks at her phone with, when she's with me, I thought, what a special gift that is to be able to surround yourself with people and things and experiences that you don't feel the need to look at your phone, that you don't feel the need to be connected to everyone else rather than the people you're in the same room with. And then I read a quote today that said, do more things that make you forget to check your phone. And I, I kind of thought, I put these two thoughts together, and I thought, you know, if we're creating the lives that we love, if we're checked into people that we are connected to, if we are being intentional in this real-world experience that we're having— we're probably less likely to be glued to or stuck to this device that is literally designed to keep us addicted. It's designed to keep us picking it up. And really, it is its own form of nicotine, it's its own cigarette. Because if you really think about how much you look at your phone when it doesn't go off, how many times you just tap the screen to see if there's anything on there to check the time, (laughs) or that you just pick it up out of habit. You know, we look at things like when we think about addiction, right, we think about drugs and alcohol. Um, we think about food sometimes, but oftentimes addiction is something that we think of with a substance, porn, a thing, right? There's this, this conversation around addiction and it's very um, negative. But oftentimes, all you hear are the negative things that people are addicted to. And so sometimes we don't really put into that same category the normal things that can become addiction. Working out can become addiction, right? Um, our phones are very addictive. So when you ask what what is an addiction, it is addiction addiction occurs when a person uses substances or engages in behaviors that become pul- compulsive and often continue despite harmful consequences it's it's basically an excessive amount of something right and it's doing it over and over again without thinking it's having a conversation with your child and picking up your phone that's addiction having a conversation with your spouse and looking to see if somebody's texting you is addiction. It's to your phone, just like the addiction of a cigarette or heroin or a drug, you know, like addiction is addiction. And it's something that comes in so many shapes and forms, but there's this focus when you think of addiction that you think of things that you aren't currently using, right? That you think of like the drugs, the alcohol and all of that. We talk about substances, we talk about opioids. Um we talk about gambling. And what's interesting to me is that they the designers of a lot of these slot machines are actually part of who designs the things that happen on our phones. So I decided to look up like, why, why are slot machines so addicting? And what I found, what it says basically via Google is that gambling activates the brain's reward system, which is powered by dopamine, some of the things that, that they are finding is that things like that, the rapid spin of a wheel on a slot machine, the visual stimulation, there's, there's usually a sound stimulation, they're bright and they're flashing and they kind of pull you in and the combination of all of this is literally designed to create this immersive, exciting experience, And so even when you lose, you don't even realize to what extent because you are drawn into the excitement of the game that you just keep adding dollars and, you know, money to be able to keep playing this game that has you fully, like, drawn in. So those same people, they brought in and they had them help design things on our phones that keep us addicted to our phone. We have, you know, social media. Social media is a huge one where we're scrolling and there's constant movement and noise and songs and there's so much happening and you just keep scrolling. There's so much going on and you don't even realize that you've been on your phone for an hour. They say... Um, on like the medium.com, like as I'm looking through some of the things that I found when I was Googling that every time we go on an app, it's like pulling the lever on a slot machine. Hear that again. Every time we go on an app, it's like pulling the lever on a slot machine. Every time we post, we're waiting to win likes we're searching for the right game, the right person to engage with. We're, we're constantly looking for something to distract us and pull us in. And it's a form of numbing. Honestly, it's all connected back to dopamine. And the thing about dopamine is that... Our bodies crave it. And we get it from different things. One of the the things that we get dopamine from is in the reward system. When we receive random rewards, we get these hits of dopamine. And so we're constantly looking to see if someone's messaged us. If they have, there's your dopamine hit. If we've gotten the phone call, if somebody's liked our photo or commented on what we posted, if there's something new that I need to like see, somebody needs me, somebody wants me, somebody's looking for my attention, there's these little dopamine hits that come and we're then searching for the next dopamine hit. And as I have, like, kind of dug into this in different ways, it's been such a huge reminder to me that I am in control of where I spend my time and energy. And that if I don't set myself my own boundaries, the phone's not going to set it for me. It's not designed to keep me living in the real world. It's designed to keep me connected to the phone. So... What are some ways that I can create a different approach to living the same life, but instead of being present on my virtual life, being more present in the real life, in the real world? And and this is where I battle a little bit because sometimes... This is where it's hard that I I have these really cool experiences that I want to share, but I also want to be present in those experiences. So I don't want to be glued to taking my videos and my pictures and then worried so much about how I'm going to post that I actually miss the experience that I'm in. But I also know the experience I'm in is so special and I want to share it with my people so that they can see or be excited or look into the next experience and get to be part of that. And so a couple of things that I have really just been trying to implement or be more aware of is, one, when I set my phone down, setting my phone down, setting my my phone to do not disturb at a certain time, I got really good at that. I would set my phone. I had it set on a timer. And at 8 o'clock, it went on do not disturb. And that was it. Now my family can still ring through for an emergency, whatever. And when I was consistently having my phone on Do Not Disturb, I was able to better walk away from my phone. And I remember feeling so much more present in my home. I remember being better I, and I In this moment that I'm talking, I am being reminded just how distracted and how lenient I've allowed that rule to get where I just keep my phone until I go to bed. And then I turn it on do not disturb before I go to sleep. And so today, today, right now, making the decision, we're back to do not disturb. My phone does not need to be glued to my hip at all hours of the day. I am going to try and set some parameters on my social media consumption more focused around the things that I want to share and not spending my time just consuming all the stuff, you know? So, um, maybe I'm going to set a little parameter around how much, time is spent there. I think I can do that. I think we can do that in like the um, screen time. I'm going to go check the screen time. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to challenge you to do this with me because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into my screen time and I'm going to try and cut my certain things down by an hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is. I'm going to look at the breakdown. Choose a goal to be with under And I think you can set it to where your screen time will alert you or only allow so many minutes on certain things. Um, But I think the most important one for me isn't even the scrolling. It's the fully checking into the experiences that I'm in. I think that is going to be my biggest focus this year is allowing myself a minute to take a photo but letting the photo just be a photo not an not the whole experience letting a quick little snippet of what I'm doing be enough and then make sure that I'm fully like engaged in where I'm at and what I'm doing not feeling like I need to record a whole concert That I can take a couple pictures of me and the experience and then just be in the experience. Making sure that when I am in a room with people, that I'm not so glued to what I'm scrolling through or looking at on my phone, that I forget to check in and fully connect with the people around me. Because what a gift is that? I also think that I'm going to be better. My goal right now is to be better at keeping a book with me. And when I have those moments that I want to sit down and I pick up my phone to scroll, remember that I have something else to be reading and grab that book and use that in my downtime, in those moments that I have 10 minutes and I'm just trying to waste time being more intentional about where I'm spending those 10 minutes rather than just on my phone, scrolling, or heaven knows what. Sometimes it's not about being able to say, this is going to be perfect and I'm not going to do these things. And sometimes it's just about bringing awareness. It's about bringing it to the forefront of our minds of the things that are consuming our energy, the things that are draining us, that we don't even realize are sucking the life out of us. And one of them is living everyone else's lives and not your own. It's okay to check in. It's okay to see what's going on. But don't be so consumed by everyone around you's lives that you forget to live the one you have that you forget to be present in the world that you're in rather than the virtual life that we've all seemed to create. Remember that their goal is to keep you addicted. They want you glued to that phone. And glued to the phone means somebody is draining your energy. So I'm challenging you to find some way to find guidelines and parameters to reel yourself back in and remember that you get to choose when and where you spend your energy. You get to choose if you're going to continue to allow something to pull you out of the life you're living to pull you away from experiencing the space that you're in to watch someone else experience the space they're in. Most of the time, it's not even always, you know, real. On that note, we're going to keep this right there. We are all creators Of our own catastrophes. We are all capable of taking back ownership. And the first step to living a more intentional life is to recognize when, where, and what is taking your energy. And I think our phones are a really big energy suck. They're great for what they get to be used for. They also can become Just such a life consumer. So, I challenge you this week to be present. I challenge you this week to set your phone down. To recognize when you are scrolling mindlessly and find something more intentional to do. And to start checking into your own experiences. Fully immerse yourself into the life that you get to live So that you can be fully absorbing the memories that you're actually making. Rather than just watching them through a screen. No matter where you're at in this journey, I want you to know you are strong. You are capable. You are resilient. You are worthy. And you are enough. Just as you are and just where you're at. I see you. I hear you. And girl, trust me, these reminders might be for me more than they are for you. I just hope that you can take a little nugget and take it into your life, into your world, into your experiences. I'm so glad you're here. I am so glad that you're choosing... To invest time and energy in yourself, your growth, yeah. and who you want to be. Yeah. Until next time, keep it shiny.